This week, we're launching a new series we're calling You Wish, Bitch. In this episode, we explore what we wish we could have in our dream kitchens. We talk about trends, appliances, and what we would do if money wasn't an object. Because second kitchens are a thing, and we all need one. Let's go! Of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Rensted Interiors. We're interior designers, turned internet friends, turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? What's up today? It's the falling leaves. And they're on their way down. We're having ash falling from the sky here. There's fires again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, <laughs> it's 2020. Did they ever stop? We Yeah, there's one burning in northern Irvine, which oh. anybody who's like, it's, and they're like evacuating. I mean, it's obviously pretty populous around there, but around yeah. the canyons. So yeah, it's uh, it is fall, whether it's leaves or ash. Um, okay, well that's a bummer. Yep. Sorry, y'all. It will not be a complete downer of an episode. I'm trying not to. Okay, let's just get right into the fizzle and sizzle of it all. Ooh, we should. Okay, so sizzle of the week. My sizzle is I got to do a fun little painting class with fire clay tile. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm loving, um, okay, so I'm over Zoom meetings in general, Agreed. but I love the um, folks that are doing just kind of creative, interactive um, events, so you might still be able to f- sign up for them if you have a fire clay tile account but they're doing trade little mini events where you work with the rep meet with the rep i met with another designer too and they have this cute little like watercolor it's not a class but it's kind of a color theory workshop um revolving around their new desert collection of tile which is very beautiful the palette is amazing oh my god it's so pretty so that was super fun and just like a nice kind of midday break and I don't know kind of makes me want to do that more like stop and watercolor a little bit yeah and just express myself <laughs> express <laughs> express yourself don't repress yourself oh. um to quote Madonna just stop um, repressing just stop repressing yourself I think it's, it was a really smart marketing move for them to do something that is not just like sit here and watch us show you a product. Right. And like spiel about it, which they did, but um, they, I mean, they talked about the like background behind it and their inspiration. Um, and they're really good about like highlighting their individual employees and uh, it was, it was fun. I love everything they do. Oh my God. I have been just collecting samples. My whole office is just like a beautiful 
shiny rainbow pile of tile right now. And I can't choose. I just can't decide. I I just really like just tile has such a transformative impact on the rooms it's in. So whether it's the color or the texture or the pattern or whatever it is, just that repetition of shape and size and everything with tile, it just can do so much and it doesn't have to be crazy expensive. Now fire clay is not crazy expensive, but it's not entry level. But just the handmade quality and their glazes, like when you look mm-hmm. at it and you can see like, like hey. little works of art, each one. Yeah. You can see like the craft behind it. Um, yeah. I love yeah, that. I think I'm going to use it in a couple projects. So I'm excited about that. Fizzle. Um, okay. So I've been ranting about all of these back orders and my furniture like pain points that we're a lot of us are dealing with mm-hmm. so i finally got this buffet in that had been back ordered and delayed for months and of course the stone top was cracked in half yay, yay. and of course it's now back ordered again until january double yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but not unexpected for stone or things like that to arrive. It's just, it sucks. It's just one more thing. No, but do they just like, I swear, like this happens I don't to think me. they're packed appropriately. Right. So like, this is not the first time they've shipped a stone top. So no I, one figured this out? I think in general, stone and other materials and things that are shipped that are like, already fabricated pieces just are never packaged appropriately because of their weight. They like don't want to add more with packaging because it makes it expensive. But then these companies, the wholesalers have to be losing money at some point on some of these things. They just stop caring about losing it on a countertop piece because they make it up on an upholstered piece or I don't know. I it, it must work like You would out think they would them. just like order twice as many tops. And just send you two and hope for the best. <laughs> I don't Girl. know. Like, it's Girl, crazy. don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's worked out. I was turning the fizz into a sizz. I did go to a local soapstone fabricator and yard and um, met with them about, like, using a remnant. And that was really fun. So, I think that's going to work. Soapstone is so beautiful. It's just a gorgeous natural stone that has this like modern appeal to it. That's not, I think also it's like the contract, the swinging effect of like, it's not white marble and it's not quartz, but you get the benefits of natural stone and the forgiveness of quartz is sort of like part of having soapstone. Right, and you just get that, like, organic, real material feeling. So yeah, I think that's going to be fine, but it's just, like, another thing I'm running around to do. But that's that's our job, so whatever. I mean, no, most people don't spend a lot of time talking about damages 
and replacements and all of that. That's a huge part of our job. And I honestly feel like you don't start experiencing that until you're really buying wholesale because there's so much, there is no like, you don't go into CB2 and buy something that's broken. You don't even see it. They see it maybe from the loading dock side of their shop or their store where things are dinged or dented or whatever, and they mark it out of stock or they, but we never see that if you're buying direct to retail. Well, now that we as designers are retailers or resellers, nobody, I mean, people should be talking about that so much more. Well, right. And that's kind of why we have the premium. Like we're like a furniture concierge, like we're, bringing all that service level that usually happens behind the scenes. Yes. I know that's a lot of like the client education is they are going to see more. Like, I mean, I still protect them from all of the back and forth, but they see a little bit more of the process of bringing furniture into their home. Like they learn about shipping and receiving and freight, like that stuff you don't, Pottery Barn doesn't tell you. No. And you and no none of those stores talk about like, oh yeah, we lost X millions of dollars last year on damaged merchandise or whatever. They'll right. you never hear about it. Yep. Everyone just assumes it all shows up in perfect condition. And, and then they're irate when it's not. Yeah. It's like, excuse me, that's a lie. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. How was your week? Um, you mean other than the fact that I have malware on my website? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, so guys, this is another reason why it helps to have a web development team that you can pull in when stuff like this happens, because I was trying to navigate some things on my website, um, and stuff was like not there that should have been there. And at first I thought, oh, maybe my browser's just not loading everything. So I didn't think about it too much. But then I went to look at some other things and I'm like, wait, the colors are different and these pieces are missing. And where is that? And what happened there? Turns out that there was like malware code that somehow got into the website it could have been in an expired plugin. It could have been um, that the like hosting provider for my website might have been compromised. So it could have come in through like a data breach through them that we just didn't know about. But something was vulnerable or compromised and it made its way into the website and stuff that was in there is now gone. Um, it's I have no idea how much time that my web team has already spent trying to get everything back the way it was. But since then, we've already added um, some additional security and firewall protection to keep it from happening again. But they're still working on getting everything up again. And we're going to start... What do people gain from these stupid ass bugs? Like... Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure, like, if it was going to, like, set up to redirect my site to other things at some point, or if it was, like, going to keep getting worse, or if people are just, like, yeah, I want to shut down some random designer in Southern California's website, like, who cares? Yeah. It just, so, 
we're going to have more security scans on a daily basis now. So that way they can be flagged sooner because some of like this obviously escalated for a period of time before we actually saw what happened and where stuff was going. Um, So yeah, that's, I mean, thank God I have a team who can help fix that because I, I, I don't have time to stop my business to fix this right now. Like I would just have a janky website. Well, yeah, or skills, right? Yeah, I don't. Like they're struggling I mean, to do it, and yeah, like they have to get rid of the stuff that's wrong, find it all, get rid of it, go back to it, and during all of this, it still needs to be up and running. Like it's my main landing page, so. Yeah, you don't have time for this. I know. I literally, I don't have time for that. So I'm glad I have them. I would not want to be handling this any other way. It gives me peace of mind to know that I can just like show it to them, report it, get them on it. And they're, they're doing that while I'm still working on the podcast, working on my business, talking to clients. Like I don't have to think about it. They're doing it. I love that. You have somebody I, to help you. I love that journey for me. I love that. Um, <laughs> I love that you have a helping journey. Yeah. So balancing that back out, the little things here. Um, I don't like I don't like doing anything for my vehicle. Period. I've never like <laughs> period in life at all. I'm shocked <laughs> I'm even here right now. Um I don't want to, I don't like to do things like get my car washed, fill it up with gas. I don't like car maintenance. And some of that is because I grew up, my dad was, my dad's a mechanic. He's a diesel mechanic and a race mechanic. He worked on racing vehicles and pit crew type stuff for a long time. And so like growing up, we never took care of cars. Like that was my dad's domain. Like he like just did it. Yeah. That was his like act of service towards to our family was like keeping our cars running. He enjoyed that. He would like do extra things for us. And then Sean kind of fills that in our relationship. Like he, that's like part of his love language is to do things like he will take my car. Like if he is just going to like put it in the driveway, sometimes he's like, oh, I'll pull your car in the driveway or I'll pull it in the garage. And then he'll see there's no gas and he'll go get gas before he pulls it in the driveway. That's I nice. love that. Terry does that too sometimes. I love it. I cuz I don't want to do it. I I don't it's it's just a thing you have to do which you know why a big deal but it's the so big boring. deal I hate getting gas. It's just like if it could go faster if I could literally just press the button and it would dump light speed 13 gallons into the car that'd be great but it doesn't. So this one is the sizzle is my car was due for tire replacement. It's a whole thing. And we don't go to the dealer or anything for that. It's just like annoying to pay way too much money for a dealer to manage it. So I don't need, I'm not even going to lie, you guys. I don't know the name of this company, but there are plenty of companies. You buy the tires direct online. So the price for the tire is cheaper. So you're basically buying like at wholesale pricing and then you can set up that they ship your tires in this case to a mobile tire installer. They come to your house with the tires that you bought. They send them to their shop. They put them in their van. 
they have the thing in their van to take your rim off and put the new tire on it. And then they take the old tires with them. They put the new tires on the rims. They install them. He did it in, in the curb in front of my house in 40 minutes. And it was done. And they're already paid for. Like you book their service online. Mm. It's done. It's so easy. Like, hi, here you go. Here's my keys. He goes out, does his things. Great. Here's your keys. He resets the tire gauge, checks the tire pressure. They have the air compressor in the back of it. Like they do all of it. That's really cool. Like at my house, (laughs) they should add like oil change on top of that. I mean, I don't know. I, well, this one specifically is tires, but that's like the type of stuff it's in the line of like mobile car detailing, except this is something you actually need. Like, you don't need your car to be detailed, but you do need replacement tires. Right. And you might put that off because you just don't want to go sit in a stinky tire store. They smell so bad. It's like that fossil fuels, rubber, mm-hmm. petroleum, oil, dirt, grease, everything Poison, type of yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to avoid. Also, the, for me, it really is the annoying experience of... It's something they can do so quick that it doesn't make sense to go anywhere else while they're doing it. You know? Well, like, yeah. Where are you going to go? It takes them 40 minutes to do it. So you're going to like, where you're going to go eat or you're going to, no. But there's usually there and- like tire shops usually aren't in like the best part of town with cute boutiques oh, no. and coffee no. shops next door. So no, no. And you don't have a car. No. So yeah. It's- where are you going to go? So that's where I was like, this is the jam. Sean found this a couple years ago. I'm sure that if you're in a larger or denser area, these mobile tire services exist. They can also order the tires for you. It's just they charge for the service of managing that for you versus if you order directly and then just we have all know We all know about like, a markup. We're not going to play. Yep. You're not going to fool us. I... <laughs> <laughs> can't fool me i'm the gingerbread man um you know how all this works so i'm happy to do that part of the process and i'm it, it is a good thing because winter wet season will be coming and now i know that i'll be safe because they did skid out a little bit on just a dry turn the other day where i was like that's You're weird like doing donuts no <laughs> I was turning onto a freeway ramp and I wasn't Jeez. going very fast. And it was like the whole way going like 40 on this little curve. It was like, and I'm like, oh how God. is there? And we, luckily we knew guys, the, the tread, we knew the tread was getting low, which is why we started ordering them and getting them to the, to the installer. But I was like, wow, that low? Like, I have to be careful if my driveway is wet type of low? They were not dangerously low, but not good to ignore for more than a couple more weeks. We will get a rainstorm here as we're going into fall. It's going to happen. The roads are going to be slick, and I'm not driving on some bald tires. Especially down there. And Yeah, no one knows what they're doing. Oh, my God. There's hardly ever rain, so there's a lot of buildup on our freeways. It's going to be such a mess soon. I've been really happy with how little traffic we've had, um, you know, during COVID times. I'm going to be really sad as it transitions back to pandemonium at some point. But for now, 
I'm just glad that services like that exist. The, yeah, the cool. Uber, the Uber Eats of tire replacement. Um, happy to have it done. That was my sizzle because I didn't have to go anywhere. Sizzle. That's a real sizzler. <laughs> it sizzles. I just want, yeah, I just want everything <laughs> to come to my house and I can just officially embark on my shut in life. So, um, did you ever see Grey Gardens? I think so. That's sort of what I would imagine it shut in life would actually be like versus like a very glamorous life is I'm imagining if you guys have never seen it, then it's a documentary and I think it's, I watched it. It's based on uh relatives of Jacqueline Kennedy or Jacqueline Onassis. Yeah. Would and they are well, ju- that's the movie that was made based off of the documentary. Oh. Uh, I mean, they like legit lived like this. Like Edie, there's little Edie and then big Edie. So Edie Bouvier. Um, but they're like really, oh, you guys have to watch it. If you guys haven't, it it's, you'd probably want to start with the movie and then go back and watch the documentary actually. Because Drew Barrymore is much more interesting. I feel like I kind of know the story, but yeah. But they they end up like hoarding, shut-in lifestyle, can't afford their bills. Jacqueline Kennedy bails them out a few times, like to get them kind of like so they can keep their house, but it ends up like practically falling over. It's a fascinating story if you like hoarders. But they're so eccentric. It's so, so like crazy. glamour hoarding, hoarding. I mean, at one point in their lives, they had this really glamorous, you know, from the 40s through the 60s type of life. And then it just went way off, just off the rails. Um, I think even Little Edie goes on to become part of like pop culture, spends time with Andy Warhol. It like becomes part, she does some cabaret acts that kind of brings her into gay culture it's it's a really fascinating journey. But if you look up Little Edie or Grey Gardens, um, and yeah, it has Jessica Lange and, and Drew Barrymore playing the mother and the daughter in the movie. But the documentary is even more fascinating because they just, it's, ins- it's insane, you guys. It's insane. And it's real. It's a true story, which makes it even better. And it's probably literally insane. Oh, it it made There's my some skin mental crawl issues, to watch yeah. them. Yeah, it makes my skin crawl like watching episodes of Hoarders and then... Oh, I oh. can't. It's, yeah, but they're just hilarious and campy and narcissistic and you you'll everyone will love it. So everyone, that's something you didn't even know that you should ask for, Grey Gardens. Sean's recommendation. Sean's wreck of the week. We give it three snaps in a Z formation. <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into the show? Because we got some hot one. content. We got some hot content for y'all. Um, I think you guys are going to. We we had fun making it. Hopefully we you think have we're time funny. enjoying it. <laughs> we're hilarious. We think we're so funny. Um, do it. All right. Well, let's turn it over to Sean and Rebecca. 
Okay, so the other night we were being silly on Marco Polo and kind of complaining about some of our home, I don't know, like conveniences. And we started, well, we started talking about small appliances. Yes. Which was very, um, I don't know. Who knew that air fryer... Yeah, like an air fryer and an Instapot would be so controversial. <laughs> we had a lot of thoughts. So <laughs> I made the joke that we should turn this riveting content into a episode. And now we're here for it. Well, we decided it would be fun to just like actually really start dreaming about our dreams. Yeah. It, it built into a conversation of like, do we even want these things in our house or do we just have them and we have to have them, but we wish there was something prettier or better or cooler. And then it got, it. we derailed y'all, which as you know, if you listen, is frequent. <laughs> yeah, we started, we started recording on, this 45 minutes brand. ago and we're just actually starting. Yeah, very on brand for, for hot young designers. So Lots we decided to turn this into a little series called that we're going to we're going to call you wish bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about some um kind of considerations and clever ideas that are attainable for clients or maybe us but also maybe some that are just I don't know aspirational. Right. They can be dream worthy or they could be new products we've seen. They could be new uh, design ideas we've come across. It doesn't all have to be like realistic. We're just living in the dream world, which is good for designers to do. Yeah. So let's start. So this episode, we're talking about kitchens specifically. Yeah. I feel like I, I spend a lot of time helping clients boil down dream ideas about kitchens because you know then they have like a hundred square feet and they want to put every idea from their house in their Pinterest board and I'm like so this is what it would look like if we just got the essentials like a dishwasher a stove a fridge and a sink like let's right. start double let's ovens start aren't in your floor plan nope not gonna work nope nope but that's our area we have a ton of these like uh smaller post-war like bungalows yeah they're just like it's that like typical three bedroom one bathroom all closed off floor plan that people have gotten so sick of and started opening stuff up but they still realize like there's no there's not always an effective way to add a lot so we're obviously in the you've got a big house category when we start adding some of this stuff (laughs) this is Big house territory, except for air fryer. The You're fact right, that I, an air fryer you might have to store in the garage if you don't have a big pantry, but anyone can have an air fryer. Why are why are they so? They've got to be working on why they're like a giant Humpty Dumpty size. <laughs> like they can't be this big. They can't need to be this big. Every single freaking thing. That's what I was complaining about. Like. Can it just, just fit on like, a regular shelf? Like, can't they just be like a little drawer size? Like, all these appliances should be like, oh, I just invented something. Modular drawers, standard size, and you 
create like a cubby and you just modulate your little small appliances in there. So one could be a toaster oh, oven. Patent pending. Be... <laughs> right? Like if, if I mean, each maybe... appliance maker had to subscribe to this like standard yeah. thing, it would make it easy for homeowners to be able to like pull plug out the crock pot cubby, pop it in when it's fall soup time, and then pop out the air fryer cubby and it locks in like a big Lego block into this cubby. Yeah, and you have like and three, you can, like you can have a three drawer solution. If you're like a tiny house, you maybe just have a one and then you switch it out. And, and one is a microwave with a face panel because why are freaking um, paneled and trim kitted built-in microwaves like fucking $2,000 people? Come yeah. on, this is a racket. No one needs I can buy a magic chef for like $30, $40 at Target. You're telling me and this extra stuff costs another $1,800? And do we really it. need to press our faces into a microwave window? Like, no one's doing that. We all know that's bad news. So why do they also, even yeah, have I was, ugly windows I was always told to kept myself, keep myself away from microwaves right. as a child. And like, microwaves are not good for your brain. And, oh, think about this. <laughs> not design-related at all. Should men and women really be having under-counter mounted microwaves mm -hmm. that they stand in front of reproductively? Probably going to turn into a Handmaid's Tale problem here. Like, That's true. Anyway, the, totally off topic, but Keep it I up like by the your cubby brain. idea. Yeah, yeah, put it by your head. It can totally <laughs> handle way more radiation, guys. We're um, used to it. Yeah, the cubby. The Instapot, the fryers, it would be good if they fit in a regular spot that you could use without having to take up a whole countertop. Yeah, with their rounded ass lids and like everything's like just like feels like it's extra um, volume for no reason. Like, correct. We need Steve Jobs back to design us some small appliances. Oh, uh, yeah. If they got into, you know, that I would buy an Apple kitchen. If they just did it all, if they just did everything, I would just be like, just but I don't shut want up and take my space money. Gray. No, but they would have different kinds. They would have different like skins, different finishes. That's the next thing. That's going to be like the Tomorrowland kitchen. They're going to figure that shit out. Yeah, but there'd be no plugs. So. Yeah, but for <laughs> now, I just wish for a place to put all of those things so I don't have to stare at them. And okay, the closest let's alternative- get, Let's get serious. The closest alternative we can get to that is a appliance garage. And we're not talking like 1990s appliance garage. Like a roll up tambour, mm -hmm. oak, red oak. Mm -hmm. I mean, also we grew up in different kitchens than probably some of our listeners, but- Like garage door. Yeah, it, it looked like that. And sometimes it was just like a corner cabinet. I hate the corner oh, cabinet appliance yeah. garage. I hate that trapezoid shape. It's I think it's a pentagon shape because it is five-sided in a corner. But I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I hate corner cabinets in general. I think corner cabinets are a huge waste in most kitchens. Yeah, I would rather kind of have the countertop space than a cabinet with countertop in front of it for that example. So yeah, but then the, you just do a corner counter. You just like. You just uh, like cut it on a diagonal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. So cool. More dead space down in the base cabinets too. Just what we need. 
<laughs> My God. Um, That's okay, like 90s so developer realness right there. What's the cool version of a appliance garage 2021? If it were my choice, it would have doors that they're they're not on hinges. They fold out like they're hinged, but then they slide back yeah, like a pocket right. door on the sides. So that mm-hmm. way from the front, it just looks like a hutch or a paneled situation. And because you want, when you're like making the coffee, you don't want the doors in the way and you're going to be there for a minute. At least I am like making my pour over coffee or in the morning, everyone's getting ready. You want to push them out of the way. So the cow that's like the upper cabinet comes down to the countertop. Yeah. But it looks like a hutch. Yeah. And you open the doors out, slide them in on the sides, they pocket away. And then inside is all of God's glory. It's the Ark of the Covenant inside. Well, but it can look like a hot mess. Exactly. Like you can leave your coffee stir spoon on the counter and let it get... All those cords all tangled up. Yeah, 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 yeah. The crumbs from the toaster are in there. Mine's not on a counter. We had like an extra couple feet when we rearranged like the refrigerator and stuff and the cabinetry. So we created a... It's more of a appliance locker <laughs> okay yeah like over the trash can remember like so like we built a trash can oh, like yeah. a trash can and then there's like a little cabinet that it's just a place to just toss the toaster the blender but you can't yeah, I, we don't work from in there and all that which is, would be nice if it was a like working area that we didn't have to like lift things out yeah but it's better it's than your- not would you put a microwave inside one of those if you could like our microwaves built right above it but yeah we just didn't have enough room in my dreams i really do want that like fully in this like the language is different i I guess like this is there's panel front where you put panels on them but they're not necessarily all like they don't all disappear what i want is an integrated fully integrated appliances where once the panel is on the front you really have you you don't know you can't see it like the refrigerator doesn't have a vent sticking out somewhere that you can mm-hmm. see very visibly like i want a full this looks like a wall of cabinetry i want that full modern disappearing situation which a lot of people complain makes it hard for other people to navigate when they visit to which i say fuck you it's my kitchen <laughs> So get out. If you I don't literally like it. put like no one can ever find my trash can because it's kind of like that. And yeah, ours I is literally like that. put like a sticky note when we have a <laughs> we mm-hmm. would have parties like trash. Or if we really do entertain, I can make a cute we have sign. we have a entertaining trash can where it's like a nice can with like a pop on lid so you don't see the liner, and then people just it has like a closed it has like a little circle like a you know like a like at an amusement park kind of looking thing. And we just put that separately mm-hmm. because when people really do get going, especially if you're entertaining outside, people are like bringing it all in. And I'm like, ew, get it out. Like it's going to go in the trash can. <laughs> don't bring yeah. it in my house again. Or and don't my... just leave it on the table either. So and that's like, when that's you break easy. out the big black hefty bags that can hold mm. human beings. Like <laughs> you need that kind the of Dexter. trash can. Not my little 13 gallon 
pull-out trash can that's meant for daily use. Right. Um, appliance garage realness. What else is in your dream appliance garage? Well, see, my dream appliance garage, the problem is I want all these small appliances in it, but I don't want the garage to be the size of my actual two-car garage. So (laughs) I keep thinking of these like fantasy things that aren't possible, like... okay. Like in Clueless, when she has her closet where she could like push the button, it was like a drag cleaner kind of rotator. Oh yeah, and it puts like, together could, different outfits. And... Yeah, so if you could have like a appliance garage with the ability to swap out, like just one appliance will be sitting there. So there's so a like teleporter push... inside. <laughs> well, there's like some sort of conveyor belt scenario or something. You'd have to have like an appliance room behind it, but you push. <laughs> okay. You push Instapot and. It cycles the Instapot forward. Yeah, it comes out. Okay. Okay. I think you just need a bigger storage pantry area. So we should. I have a huge one. It's the lugging and the plugging. That's what I hate. Lugging and plugging. <laughs> They see me rolling. I don't they want everything it. on my counter and I don't want to log and plug. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I, I don't want a lot it of problems out. with my I don't want to move appliances. it. Hashtag first world problems. We're, we understand it. Um, one way to offset some of that would probably be your built-in coffee station mm, moment. I want this moment. I want this moment Which, for us. I love this journey for us. Um, (laughs) Coffee station realness, it's really taken over, but it doesn't have to just be a coffee station. Like if you're entertaining, that can become a bar space. Or it can be like if you don't have another bar area where people are going to prep drinks or something, like you can alternate it for a party if it's not just coffee and tea. Well, not if it's like a fully plumbed espresso machine. I mean, I'm here for that. Did you have you ever been to the Ferguson showrooms when they have like the fully, like ready espresso machines? Do you know those I are operable? Really, I never. Oh, they are. I never really go into. They'll the make you an espresso. Oh, girl! Oh. If you go, well, not lately, but right. not COVID time, but pre-COVID time, you could go in and they would like get you an espresso, would get you like a coffee from the machine. Like they're all operable because that's legit. Like part of their break room kind of like they don't have a real area for that so some of the microwaves work some of like the dishwashers work they host events in the spaces i love that idea of like a really freaking amazing italian espresso machine that is like only someone from italy can fix it Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of but in my dreams it won't matter that it's going to be expensive to fix no yeah, and you and it, need someone to come like polish it. Yeah, and it has a pot filler inside for my coffee maker or something like that. See, this feels best. So that, like, I think we talked about. Erin Kestenbaum is a um, blogger, and she has this amazing kitchen that she did for One Room Challenge, I think last year. And it just has like the perfect kind of real life. Yeah. attainable coffee station it's those like built-in cabinets like everything just looks like a pantry cabinet 
Yes. And it's a has a pot filler inside, beautiful espresso machine, and it's like uh-huh. it has countertop inside. So it's like re- it's realistic. It's not right out of it's not out of reach. It is a little more expensive, but it's totally. But if you're starting from doable. scratch, you could try to build that in, and yeah. I feel like that's the part where you do, if we're leveling up kitchens, cabinets start to get very expensive very quickly. So yeah, you, you're starting to head the custom direction on all of that, which if you want all these things, you're going to do anyway, because you're just like, I'm going to have it no matter what. And I use my coffee a multiple times a day. Yeah. Oh, hers we'll link actually, it in show notes. It's really yeah, cute. Hers is super cute. It's actually a little smaller than I would want it to be. But if you, again, we're talking about you don't have room for everything. So hers is a very realistic, like could be converted back to like a pantry cabinet or something else. Yeah. If you need, if you like realistically have an existing cabinet, you could empty out for this. It's possible. Yeah, and it's not that um, appliance garage we were talking about that comes down to the countertop. It's kind of like mine, but she put counter in it. So it's, um, yeah, it's a really cute, cute little moment. It's very, it's very charming. It works, it works if you need to have space for that. But I want the full blown, like, I make tea. Or I use my pour-over coffee, so I want to be able to plug in my, I have like a kettle that is a plug-in kettle in there. So I, I want to be able to put that in there. Um, I totally want to be able to use that normally. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like it could double as like a little plant watering station if you like had it big enough to have that little. Oh, yeah. Like, I just love the idea of that pot filler over there. Um and I like being able to put all the mugs near that and get them in spot yeah yeah like realistically I'm never using my mugs unless I'm having coffee or tea so it makes sense to have them all just together and organized um speaking of drinks underneath that could we just put a beverage fridge popped in there like that's the appliance du jour for everyone Yes. Beverage fridges. I've been doing, I was hoping to put one into my dining room because Terry really wants one, but they're so, well, we have one. We were trying to work and it's so freaking deep. Like, yeah, they're full cabinet depth, full base cabinet depth, 24 inches usually. And, and we're like clarification for listeners. If you're not, if you haven't caught the trend this is different than a wine fridge we're not talking about wine fridges which are also another big upgrade that some of them are hybrid though right some of them are and then others are just like what you would see like in a bar where they just stack it for events with like a bunch of sodas and ginger ales and canned stuff and ours has our we have a beverage fridge we that was like an upgrade we made during quarantine times was we put one in and it has wine chilled wine sections at the bottom mm-hmm. and then the top portion is all for like other beverages bottles cans things like that that thing is full all the dang time 
and it doesn't clutter up your refrigerator. Yeah, we did definitely opened up capacity in our counter depth counter depth fridge. It's still a 36 inch wide fridge, but it is counter depth. So there is a little bit of reduced capacity in there from a standard depth. And having the beverage fridge is amazing. When we can entertain again, it will be even better because mass quantities of things can be chilled and available to everyone instead of like waiting on the fridge to do it or having to fill a cooler or... Also people feel like my aunt has one that's always full and it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm comfortable in her home, but I don't feel weird going into the beverage fridge and grabbing a drink versus rifling through their refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do we got in here? Yeah. Like, I feel like guests are more, you know, comfortable just helping themselves. Yeah, especially because they usually have a glass door on them. Yeah. So it's a little more welcoming. Um I get the people who have like double fridge life or chest freezer life and it doesn't translate to my lifestyle because Sean and I have no children. We don't entertain that frequently on that level. Like we're always able to make it work with our single fridge and now with a beverage fridge. But yeah, I do have, I can understand that if for larger families or like big entertainers, double fridge life is like real life like your dual side-by-side sub-zero oh life it's like a thousand Viking. square foot kitchen yeah i mean, I mean we but have that's... like a junky garage fridge that's fine for overflow but yeah. yeah but that's like the dual that's the when you look in like architectural digest and some of these big homes it's always double yeah there's never just one or there's the one full height fridge only and then a full height freezer only. I don't get freezer life because we just don't eat like that. We eat a lot of fresh food. So freezer life is not for me. I don't get people who buy freezer life. I don't. That's also we're a a land of abundance. Like I constantly have access to food. Well, but some people like make a bunch of soups and like prep, even though that's frozen, they've, prepare right. fresh food. It doesn't mean right. it's like all frozen pizzas and stuff. No. I just don't live like that. That's just not how I live. But no shade to anybody who does, but that would be like the dream of like if I had unlimited capacity and I could, I would and like what else am I going to put in that cabinet space? I could just throw in an extra fridge or an extra freezer. Might as well. Yeah, why not? Well, speaking of extra things. So when I was in my old career, I was, um, we had this really wealthy client who, um, we got to go to her home, which is like this amazing, super modern, beautiful, beautiful luxury home. And they had like a real, I mean, it almost looked like a hotel lobby when you walked in, but it was open to the kitchen. So the kitchen was like really, you know, the standard island, bank of cabinets, but everything was really sleek and minimal. And when we walked past to go to the other side of the house, be right behind the wall of cabinets, there was like a, um, basically a galley kitchen, which was behind like the, it. behind it. So that was like the prep cook's kitchen so that their real kitchen didn't Wait, so they have, a, they have a formal kitchen and an informal kitchen. Yes. It's what I'm hearing. Like, 
This is the pretty kitchen. We don't use this kitchen. The real <laughs> kitchen's in the back. That's where you cook things. Exactly. So, like, they're, I mean, I don't know how they use the front, like, I don't know, public kitchen, but. Like, entertaining would be great for that space. Yeah, or I'm sure the kids can eat their cereal at the counter there, but I, yeah, it was the really. and the cook use the back. Exactly. If you're going to entertain a lot, I'm here for that. Yeah, I mean, they must. I think and they the have smells, like, really like open floor and... plans. It'd be nice to do that. It was still kind of open. Like, it was almost like the wall was like a false wall, and there was like a galley kitchen just right behind it. And you could yeah. exit both sides, I think. But, um, okay. So, yeah, having a messy kitchen. Are we calling it that? Prep prep kitchen, second kitchen. kitchen. Second kitchen, it would be, like, here's the thing. I've been in other homes, upscale homes, where they have literally two separate kitchens, and usually it's on multi-level homes, so they entertain Mm, all on, like, a ground level, and they want to have a entertainment kitchen there where they can do things and an outdoor kitchen as well. And then they have, like, the family kitchen that's on, like, a living level that they use most of the time. That's different than what we're saying. We're talking about, like, they're back-to-back or attached or right next to each other or something. Yeah, and way more, like, utilitarian. It's, like, almost like a commercial kitchen. I mean, it was really, like, a caterer's kitchen behind. We have a good article we'll link in the show notes that talks. I mean, you can really see. I think... This idea for me looks like it's built off of like the idea of really uber wealthy families of the past where they had like like full house staff. Like you had a full staff, you had a butler or a cook or a maid living with you. And this, some of these in the article are even, they're basically like a butler's pantry, but then it got expanded a little bit to be a butler's kitchen where it has washing space maybe even another dishwasher another sink and like you can hide away the stuff that you don't want to be out like all the dirty dishes and food being made like you could just tuck it away who nobody wants to see us cook think about whoa think about that swing right there we love open floor plans but we finally realize that we actually don't like seeing what's going on in kitchens because or it's, or hearing. it's loud and smelly. And when we entertain, it's a, it's super messy. And yes, it's great to see the kids when we're they're playing and watching them, but also it's freaking annoying. But that seeing the kids thing is for two years. Like once they're two or three, maybe you're like, go in your own damn room, get out. I of know. Here. I try to tell clients that all the time. Like and if I'm they like, have a baby, like they want, they think they're going to be hovering, but like every year you're less and less attached. Well, and the kid isn't either. They don't want to be standing next to you while you cook. That's boring, mom. Like, get out of here. Like, they want to be off playing and doing other stuff, and they don't want to be hanging out with you in the kitchen. Like, once they're out of the high chair, they can safely run around with get without getting a fork in their eye. Like, meh. Right. Bye. So what we're saying is we're going back to Mrs. Patmore life. <laughs> like, we want... 
Yeah, this is full on upstairs, downstairs. We want the kitchen downstairs. All that grubby help in work just needs to be downstairs. And when I say the grubby help in work, I mean me, but... (laughs) But you want the pretty kitchen and you want the work kitchen. Kim Kardashian did it. She has two kitchens. She has like that big walk-in fridge room and everything. I mean, that's a whole different level. And by no means, you guys don't take that as my endorsement. I I literally can't stand the Kardashians. Like, Courtney's my favorite Kardashian because she's kind of not there for that. And I don't, but I don't like what they represent. (laughs) They don't speak for us. All of us. Hard work and using Mm. their tools in their toolbox. I'm not saying they're not smart business people or that they haven't accomplished things. I just, as people, don't necessarily find them the best. Yeah, I'm not endorsing them. Like, if, if, if aliens came to our planet and said, show us your best people before we decide if we're going to laser beam your faces, I would not bring the Kardashians. Any of them. <laughs> any, anyone related to them. Any of them. Maybe Chris. No. No. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. She's the example of She's humanity. The- worst yeah well, i mean if you said pick one kardashian to bring to the aliens for me it would be courtney because i think she's kind of not here for the bullshit most of the time and i don't know yeah. i just feel like she's the most aloof to all of it and she's like not completely bought in Except she got she's a happy face transplant so i'm just like what I'm are you talking sure about chloe oh i'm talking about chloe god dang they all start with k's yeah <laughs> Court, yeah, Rebecca Courtney's is like, totes up on the pop culture. Oh my god, I I don't know. I get their names mixed. Up. They look like they should be the opposite. You're thinking of Chloe. Chloe had a face transplant, or she. It's like when a cast member would get recast mid season or like mid between. Oh, like on three, on like Chrissy show. on Three's Company. Yeah, <laughs> or like a uh, cousin. Cousin Oliver or whatever his name was on the Brady Bunch. Remember they had that cousin that came <laughs> yeah. in for a while? I feel like that's the type of weird shit the Kardashians do. They were like, um, you're not on brand for us anymore, so you've been canceled. Your visage now belongs to us, and we're going to recast it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to get a new alien face. Yeah. Okay, so we digress. Okay, Second kitchen, yeah. prep kitchen, ugly kitchen, butler's pantry, butler's kitchen, whatever you want to call this. It's a thing. It's happening. If you've got a big house, I'm here for it. Just like I'm here for double islands if you have a big enough house for it. I mean, at the minimum, a butler's pantry seems like reasonable. Yeah. In my butler's pantry, my dream butler's pantry in my own home, it would have another sink and at least a dishwasher drawer to put like glassware and stuff after parties or things. Mm-hmm. You're like, um, what do you mean you use glassware during parties? Yes, because we don't believe in gay culture in using Dixie cups and solo cups and <laughs> taper cups. And like, ew, it's not bougie to drink champagne out of anything except a champagne flute right. or a coupe. Like, I'm not going to serve that to my friends like that. Would I serve it to them French style in a tumbler? Like oh, a like a little, tumbler? Like a bistro tumbler, you know? Like a little wine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would I do that? Yes. But it's glassware. Uh, if it, it's still glassware. Unless there's a yeah. pool, there's no plasticware. But you don't and have don't parties have probably with like a lot of kids. I mean, that's kind of a requirement for our parties is like, don't, your kids aren't welcome. Right. Like, I don't want, I we do have. a party was like. <laughs> Girl, come down. It will be a socially distanced masked party. But yeah, legit, we don't really, like, we even don't like it when our friends want to bring their dogs because we have yard space and we have our dogs. And I'm like, ooh, could we, could we not? I don't really want to really be looking out for other people's dogs. Changing the energy of the Yeah, this isn't really event. a dog party. Um, <laughs> we don't. We don't do that. And people are like, can we bring our kids? And we're like, oh, you could bring them after after it's wound down. Like, if you want to drop by when after there's, it's like, no one over, else here. You could drive yeah. by with them in the yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, could we could we put them in your, in to watch TV? And then I'm like, mm, Do you okay, know we'll how much this ottoman the- costs? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're gonna say next. That's where I'm like, oh, could we just give them some iPad time? Like they could sit on a chair outside so they don't get sticky shit all over my stuff. <laughs> like, oh my god. But also, when my nephew comes over and he's here, like we're not precious about things. Like he picks up my pottery stuff and he like throws it around or whatever, and I'm just like, well, I bought it at a thrift shop, whatever. But I also. Yeah, we don't have a lot of children running around. And we always get that one parent who tries to show up and, like, drink and then hope that, like, collective commune parenting Someone kicks in. Yeah. Like, and then they're always getting drunk. There's a specific friend who always does it. And we stopped inviting her because she'd be like, oh, I couldn't get someone to watch them. So, And then there, she's like, but they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And then they go off and they're running around. And they one of them ended up with, like, chocolate all over their hands and I was like where have you been what have you touched and then there was icing on my on my carpet and I'm like who the fuck has something with icing on it where did that come oh, that from wasn't even like, that the icing wasn't invited much like, less the child yeah like who fucking brought cupcakes like that's not <laughs> what how did kids get cupcakes? Number like six yeah yeah red 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 104 or whatever is showing up on my <laughs> carpet and crap like no we don't play that game as, as easily cleaned as my stuff is, because it's just wool and cotton, that's not on the agenda. So everyone's okay, going to so... think I'm a monster, a childless monster. Well, you are. And I'm okay with that. You're, I mean. You wish you could live this childless, gay lifestyle, dual income, no kid life. You designed it that way. This is a life designed around what fits for me. But having said that, I do understand as a designer how families need to live. Like, I get it. My counter-depth fridge life doesn't work when you have more than like three or four people in a household. You need other places to put all that food that you have to keep on hand. So you don't have to go to the damn store every day, which we do anyway, so. Yep. Hey, Sean, have you signed up for the Hot Young Designers Club newsletter? Oh, no. Really? Is this you not wanting to clutter your inbox with a lot of excess junk? No, no. Let me do it. Where do I need to go? You need to go to hotyoungdesignersclub.com 
scroll down till you get to the subscribe button. Just pop in your email address and your name. All right, I'm doing it right now. Is this going to be a bunch of spam? It's not. It's actually not going to be anything until we actually get around to sending something. But we have big plans and we want to be able to send surveys to get feedback from our audience. And maybe once in a while, a special surprise or a recap. All right, I'm on it. Thank you. Back to the show. Okay, well, speaking of glassware, so I have a client that's requested, we, I, we were talking about this the other day, a cup rinser, yes. which I'm exploring the um, idea of more. So it's basically like Delta sells one where it's a built-in, like it's like a bar, like they have in bars where okay. it's like mounted into the... Um, countertop and like it's like a little tray that you push on and it sprays pressured water up into the glass yeah it's like a uh it's like a bidet for glasses (laughs) bottle bidet (laughs) it's a bottle bidet that's how you should present it to them i got you this beautiful bottle bidet um we'll link it if you guys haven't seen it the video actually shows it um i (laughs) It is. It's a bottle bidet. It totally is. I don't, I find it to be novel and I'm going to be real. I think it's, I think it's going to be one of those annoying things that will break that people won't like and they'll have to, it's like one more thing to take care of. And I also, I'm like, why can't you just rinse out the smoothie cup when you're done with it? like fill it with some water. I We run our dishwasher every day. I don't know if that's common for you. And we only have the two of us. I mean, mostly yeah. at any given time. But so, it's not good. Like, I think they're wanting it for water bottles and stuff. And it's not good. Like the dishwasher's kind of rough But it on. doesn't dispense soap into it. It just sprays water, right? That's the way but I read it. But it's pressure to... But how does it sanitize? You still have to wash them connect to hot or cold you can put hot water it says hot or so you'd have to pick which one and i don't know about you but like it's not instantly hot though like at least at my house so then what are they going to do run it for a a minute until the hot water gets there if they (laughs) that's my point with this is i'm like i think it sounds really cool until you think about i really want to rinse this out with hot water but i'm still gonna have to do soap if I'm going to actually clean my stuff, like I wouldn't go to a bar and ask for a drink and be happy with them just rinsing it. Would you? Well, that's what they do. They wash them. No, they do not. At a busy bar? No, they don't. That's why you smell well, lipstick on your glass. Well, that is a different, that's a different thing. But like you wouldn't go, like when they, I'm talking about the ones where they bring out the big, dishwasher like crate trays that go into those industrial dishwashers like those are still get they have to get washed and that's kind of where i'm having problem with this well those are like high heat so right and if you have like a baby and you're gonna be in bottle life for a while i'm with it i get it go ahead and do it they are so i guess the thing but you're definitely not playing the we've sanitized this game like let's not lie about it like that's not a sanitized dish when it's done 
No, it's a rinser, but not a washer. It's a quick rinse, then put it in the dishwasher. So it's like getting all like any kind of residue or yeah. yeah. But it only fits cups too, so it's very specific. Like it's only got a set diameter on it. Cups, glasses, bottles, right. that kind of stuff. Four inches. So, but it's seems like it's just like a pop it in where the sink or the soap dispenser might go. So it seems like it's low risk to where you could just turn it into a soap dispenser. You, yeah, you could change it back if you needed to. And then a little plumbing work, flim flam, whatever, it's done. Um, I definitely don't see it as like a big thing catching on. Like no, the way I they mean, show it in the video client... is like people who are at your party could rinse out their their one cup and then refill it to use for something sure. else. And this client, they're like really active. So I'm sure there's like a lot of smoothies and they're having a baby and I don't know. So I'm, I'm exploring it. I don't know. They're the ones who asked for it. They, so. It's an interesting idea. I also, part of me was like, you know me, I'm not an early adopter. And I feel like this is one of those things where they, like, if you had asked me this five years ago about beverage fridge, I might've felt Similarly, like, why do people need that? But honestly, I've always kind of, like, I've always subscribed to the wine fridge idea. So a beverage fridge isn't a big stretch for me. A cup rinser, I don't feel like it's going to turn into the next Uber luxury. Like, if you look in high-end homes, you don't see that. No. I'd rather have an extra dishwasher. Yeah, for your butler. But yeah, like that's where you would put it. You put it in there with your dishwasher drawer or with your second dishwasher. I would want a second dishwasher, period. Like one running and one getting filled. One unloading, one already running again. If you entertain big party lifestyle. Yeah, I I think there's nothing I hate worse than emptying a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So the idea of emptying two seems... Or like emptying one double time sounds awful. Oh. See, but in our household, party, Sean sure. does that. See, I Sean, Sean can't leave for work or go to bed with the dishwasher being dirty, like without it being run, or having a full clean load of dishes in it and not unloading it. Like he will wake up earlier just to put things away. Like it's his OCD thing. Barry's kind of like so. that too. Like he's more like that with dirty dishes so i don't know yeah it's like i don't mind leaving a few i don't either i'm like oh my coffee mug from this morning is still in the sink yeah doesn't bother me no big deal eames probably is really annoyed by it (laughs) (laughs) sean definitely doesn't like that but that's just like we i grew up in a household where we didn't have a dishwasher for a long time like we were in that old house life where we didn't get one until the very early 90s where it was like a roll away one that you could like roll to one corner and then you like put the drain into the sink and plug it in and then it like we couldn't run anything else at the same time because the house i grew up in had four fuses and i mean fuses not breakers little glass (laughs) fuses it was built in like 1923 and it still had fuses I'm not kidding. So when you freaking tried to run the microwave or a hairdryer and that dishwasher was running, that shit popped. There went another break. There went a little fuse. My dad had to go out there with the flashlight and pull out the fuse and pop in another one. 
freaking <laughs> wow. old TV. T- it was ridiculous. So we were not growing up in dishwasher life. So we had to learn how to like, oh, wait until you have a few dishes because you're going to have to get the hot water running and then you're going to fill the sink a little and we're going to have stuff at dinner time. Like, don't waste all that water for one freaking thing. There you go. Well, it's kind of like this Little House on the Prairie. Like, you had to, like, get the... It felt like that. Get the it wood felt like a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> you had to boil the water to boil wash the, the dishes. Water. I'm not... I mean, look, we didn't grow up, like, without plumbing. It's just... It wasn't. An, it's an old house. It still is. My brother has since updated everything after he moved in. But when we were growing up, it was like, hey, we're living in an old house. It felt like a museum sometimes. Like it felt like everything was a decade removed. Actually, way more than that. Fifty years or more. Like, well, you probably learned a lot about the pilot light. You always had to make sure the pilot light was lit in the oven otherwise you would have a constantly running gas leak we had that nice. oven we have like a night we had like a 1930s oven and it was beautiful but that shit could warm up a room because the pilot was huge yeah, and it was always running and if it went out you started to smell gas and you had to like open windows air it out before you tried to relight the pilot do you have like a little canary on the windowsill to <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. You oh shit. The the pilot went out. Um <laughs> the bird's dad. Was, yeah, the bird's dad, the bird's dad. You need to like the pilot. Um <laughs> uh, okay, I'll pick up another one at the pet store on the way home. Um that was like what that I mean we weren't growing up in the 1810s or anything, people. It's just like <laughs> that's literally what it was. So when people tell me they're, they want a like historically accurate kitchen and there's a lot of homes like that and they're like, we want it to be like this. And I'm like, you think that, but this isn't like my Victorian life. Like, no, you're not going to want to live like that. Have you seen that show? I feel like that's the, what it's called. I remember there was that show like Pioneer. Oh, what was it called? It's called This Victorian Life. And these people actually like live like that like as a it's a very white privileged bullshit type of way it's not a reality show like a challenge like naked and afraid or something no no they like they live like this like like they choose to like wear certain undergarments wear like they have like wood burning stuff and corsets it's not it's not a it's um, a it's not a stunt. I'm pretty sure that they they really like live in that like 1800s lifestyle, like cooking, fashion, the technology, like glass. Like kind of like the Civil War reenactment, but like all day, all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I don't and I don't subscribe to like they have those stupid looking giant bicycle wheel, like big front <laughs> bicycle wheel, little tiny one, like they it's if I have ever seen like, something so privileged out of hair <laughs> lockets <laughs> with cuttings and you know what though that what's so privileged about it is that it just really screams like I don't have to subscribe to all of the other ways that modern people need to live in order to survive 
I can afford to live like this. I'm just going to play I dress still, up. Yeah, like I'm playing in a dollhouse my, my whole life. We are life. not and actors playing dress up to portray great men or women, but just ordinary people choosing to insert as much history into our present as we can. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, we'll link it. Nice. We'll link it, you guys. It's really ridiculous. It's so when people say they want to live like historically accurate, I say pick, you know, pick one thing. Like, what's the one thing you want to be historic? Because the rest has to be. We gotta update. Victorians also slept sitting up. Like, I'm just not here for any of that. And they would also like get the vapors and shit. Like, (laughs) right, and not be able to show their ankles because it was right. Like, you want to tell me they don't have intercourse? that was victorian like you it was very prudish you only did it if you were trying to have children because that's what god wanted they don't have any do they it doesn't look like i don't see any well anyway there's your answer (laughs) (laughs) okay well we have really gone off topic i hope you guys like our journey for us (laughs) um any other dream kitchen things that you okay dream kitchen things Mine is like this mine. is not so we're not really getting into design like um like insect cabinets is my dream yeah but that's not everyone's aesthetic but I want the full experience and I live <laughs> in an older home so that to yeah. me it makes sense to have something that would have been like that and probably not like my plywood insect cabinets that are original to my 1960 kitchen but those could be upgraded. If it were part of the plan, yours are in good shape, but you could upgrade to an inset with a they different flair and oh. quality. Like yeah. you wouldn't no, have I mean, to replace just, them with like... full overlay cabinets. No. Um, what you have a six burner cooktop, don't you? Yeah, I think in your so. Kitchen. Well, I feel like it... it was bigger. It's. Or does it have a griddle and four burners? It's a griddle in the middle and four, I think, yeah. Griddle in the middle. Griddle in the middle. <laughs> um, six that burner. I'm not allowed to use because it's too hard to clean, according to my I husband. believe that. I believe that. We have six. We have a six burner uh, oven or range, I guess. We have the six burner. It's honestly the best and biggest upgrade that I've ever had in my life. And we frequently, when we're, and we like to cook. So yes, we do use it because- I find that with a four burner, once you put like two things on it, cooking, you really don't have room for much else. And with the six burner, I can cook like three to four things and still have some extra room for like, if I put a big pot or a big saucepan on one of them, then the one behind it is kind of like dead. So it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to like diagonally lay them out or stagger I them. I so feel I can like I'm going to like hurt myself when I deal with the back burner because like that's good short, for sauces well, short or like people slow. problems too like having to reach yeah. over the front like the hotter front stuff yeah so having three across the front would be nice yeah yeah that's like a big upgrade for us and then you can put the griddle piece over the top so i honestly if like you wish bitch would be like the laconche or the la cornu where mm-hmm. it has full six and a fucking griddle because i would use that griddle to like cook eggs in the morning. I would use that griddle to like put up, make a French toast. I would use that griddle to cook like ground meat while I'm making something else. Like the griddle commercial kitchen sort of energy is 
really easy to cook with. And it's, you don't have to clean a thing. You have most of the really integrated ones. Yeah, it would have to be integrated. Ours is like a... And um, it has like an oil catch that you empty, you know? Yeah. Ours is like a cast iron that like fits on top of the burners, but it... um, And that sucks to clean in a sink. Yeah, and I'd be worried about like how much oil would it would hold right that's why i like the ones where they have the catch and they're fully like it you like use the little spatula thing and scoop it into the catch it drips in Mm -hmm. you empty the little cartridge and you get rid of that that's the life yeah oh yeah i would if i was wishing it would just be the chef six burner Doing Whatever the you? chef wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Is the omelet station open? Oh, perfect. <laughs> Do you have fresh mushroom? Uh, just a few shavings of truffle, please. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Sign um, me up. Um, okay, so... I don't know what else is in my dream kitchen. I feel kind of... You feel like that satisf- satisfied you? All these ideas? <laughs> Kind of. I like, I mean, I like a lot about my kitchen. I like that it has doors that close. Yeah. I am not an open kitchen concept person. Neither am I. But I have a pretty large kitchen, so it doesn't feel like I'm in a little cubby hidden away. Right. You've got a big walk around area, the island, you can eat at the island, and you have an eat-in like breakfast room attached that's open fully to it yeah so it feels still like its own like part of the house um and everybody has room to gather in there if they need to totally i guess the only other thing that i would love to have in any and every kitchen is like a beautiful vaulted skylight yeah like kind of like greenhouse energy like oh my god wait do you know that kitchen by um nate burkis i think it was his house the nate and it has like a it's It's almost like like a a conservatory yeah 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 oh we're gonna link that shit yeah (laughs) i would love more natural light in my kitchen so that would be like for my kitchen for my journey that's like my big wish more more light makes it so much more enjoyable to cook yeah and just hang out and oh you know what else i love i'm gonna add a whole new thing um i'm here for it Mm -hmm. in ireland when i've i have friends there and i've visited a few times a while ago but anyway a lot of the kitchens have sitting areas in them and they all like kind of like the kitchen is self-enclosed too, I think for heating purposes. But uh, my friend's parents had this really like cozy corner, like a really cozy sofa and armchair. It was like, I don't know, Hogwarts energy. Like you have like your Like a living room? Just a little sitting area in the kitchen area. I feel like this has a name. Oh, is Lauren talking about it? I feel, I think, 
I think Studio yeah, Lalock was talking about this. Yes, yeah, she was because I was tell I was telling her about this too. Um, what is she called? It has a. It does have a it name. Ha- it yeah. has a name. <laughs> it's very well, like old timey name. Yeah, it's like the waiting. It, but it's not. Yeah, but it's like the waiting like the room. The, the, it's not like the sitting area. It's the. It has a something that goes with it. Yeah. So I. It's like almost like in my kitchen. If I take if I took out my banquette and turn that into a sofa, an armchair, and a little coffee table moment, like you'd. That's where have, you would host tea with the ladies. Or just like in the afternoon, Cecily would come home from school and she'd curl up there and read her book while I cook dinner cook dinner (laughs) (laughs) does it sound as good when you say it like that I don't know I just liked it a lot they didn't have a Eden like in that house for instance in Dublin it wasn't um yeah an Eden kitchen it was like a cozy if you look at projects too from um my other design crush Heidi Collier who Rebecca's probably tired of hearing her name. Like, you guys don't think I'm friends with her. I'm not, but I, I'm obsessed with you Heidi Collier. Really? Do you have a major design? Cr- I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, I everything. She I love everything. Amazing. Everything is magic. I love what she does, but I think she's. If you look at a few of her kitchen projects, there's that's sort of a a thing that she tries to work in is like a upholstered bench area with like a little round table it's not a coffee table it's just like a chill spot next to the kitchen which I think is fun if you are going to have guests who want to be around when you're cooking or friends and family who want to be around like that's a place where they can be keeping room a keeping room it's a thing Um, so I think it's really sweet yeah we'll link we can oh, and I think there's that. a fireplace yeah, this, involved. I mean, if you're if it's the you wish, then yeah. You know, I could probably do that in my kitchen because I my you kitchen backs up to my fireplace. Yeah. Not that I oh. ever need to like have like warm, cozy kitchen. I mean, I don't live in Dublin, Ireland. Okay, but <laughs> it was in the it was in the sixties this morning when I woke up, and that's so cold. Oh my God. Um, so okay that's a really full list i like it's a really full list it's basically a house (laughs) it's a whole house in a kitchen right with its own kitchen and (laughs) we basically designed a whole house can we put a bed in there too like while we're i mean why not why not make it like full-on uh willy wonka with charlie's family it's all just one room with a big bed in the center and a kitchen around the outside. Um, <laughs> it's like Wally. Um, I think what I would like to hear is I'd also like to hear from listeners of what is in their dream kitchen. Like we went the full gamut. We went from, I just want a spot for my air fryer to, can you attach a living room to this second kitchen that I have, please? <laughs> Like, While the chef cooks my omelet. Yeah, my omelet bar. My omelet station. I love it. Okay. Well, this was fun. Um, we should do this again with other rooms. Yes. Yeah, Unless in. everyone thinks it's just like 
too crazy. Email, DM, get in our comments on Instagram of other spaces and what you want to see in those spaces. The more, if you have links to stuff that inspired it, yeah, email that to us, DM it to us on Instagram. Um, maybe we can share yours during a future installment. We'll be collecting dream master or whatever we call it. I can't wait primary to talk about primary bedroom bathroom suites toilets yes <laughs> that's a whole episode because in your kitchen you will have a cup bidet but in the bathroom you will have a real bidet right oh we should put a bathroom <laughs> in the kitchen um all right well let's uh, let's wrap this up before we start i don't even know before we start the next episode thanks y'all yes. Thanks, y'all. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. So I don't know if there's a connection or like a loose dongle. <laughs> My dongle's dangling? Is your dongle dangling? <laughs> Does it wobble to and fro? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This week, we're launching a new series we're calling You Wish, Bitch. (laughs) You wish, bitch. You wish, bitch. You wish, bitch.